Honorable Mayor and Commissioners, I'm Richard Cortez. I'm here representing the Hidalgo County Prosperity Task Force. Hidalgo County is one of the most populous counties in the state of Texas, and we have 254. Uh, I think we're number seven now, and I believe there's at least a million people living in this county. There's many things that we are proud of living here in Hidalgo County, but we cannot be proud of the fact that for the last five decades, and that's 50 years, Hidalgo County has had a 20% or more poverty rate located here in town. In fact, today, we have a 29% poverty rate. 37% of our children are food insecure. 15% of our senior citizens are food insecure. Our youth ages of uh, 16 to 19 9%, almost 9%, it's 8.9% are, are classified as disconnected youth, meaning they're neither going to school or they're working. The next logical projection for them to go is they're going to have babies. So the cycle of poverty continues. So who's responsible? Who's supposed to fix these things? Okay. And poverty has been a very complex issue, not only here, but everywhere in the world, especially in the United States but we have to do something. So I formed this prosperity task force. It's a very complicated issue. But the plan was to create human capital by providing training, skill training, and education, opportunity for higher learning for our people. And, and at, at the conclusion of that pipeline of training, at the end of the day, is to match it with a job. In fact, we have been doing a pretty good job here. We have UTRGV. We have South Texas College. We even have Texas A&M right now. The problem we've had, though, is that we continue to have a very high migration, domestic migration rate out of Hidalgo County because if we've created that human capital, then you can't match it with a job. So even though we're very successful, let's say, in creating that human capital, if we don't keep it, we're going to lose them, and two bad things happen when that happens. We don't gain from the human capital, and we're going to have to compete with it because it's not here. So a very critical part of the prosperity task force is job creation. Here in the audience, I, I see, you know, Daniel Silva from the Burgrand Development Council, ex-mayor Darlin with, with COSTEP, all dedicated to help in this area attract investment here. You all have been champions for green space. You have been champions for everything that's good about a community. You are the leading community of what a community should be like. You're faced with a very difficult decision, but there's times that you have to sacrifice something to gain something. When the general sends soldiers up the hill to capture something, he knows there's going to be casualties, but the need to uh, attack that, that hill is there. We're facing some critical issues going forward. If we do not fix this problem of losing our most talented people somewhere else because the opportunities aren't here, I'm sorry, then we're going to lose what we've gained. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Judge. We have Jim Darling, Mayor Jim Darling. There he is. Thank you, and I'm a little nervous for 45 years I sat on that side of the dais, and um, 
this is the first time I'm on this side, but I want to, I want to thank you for allowing me to be here. But I don't want to repeat what Judge ex Mayor Cortez, former Mayor Cortez said, but I am on a couple economic development corporations, and we search and search for opportunities for our, our young people to stay here. I'm not going to ask people to raise their hands. It's not appropriate, but I would bet you if I asked how many people, parents in this room, have their kids living in Austin, Dallas, New York, California, because their kids can't find the kind of jobs that they've been either educated for or, or desire, uh, because we can't do that. And so this is an opportunity, I think a golden opportunity. I've been around for the last two years with economic development and environmental matters, by the way. And this is a huge opportunity for us to meet a, think, a need that we have. We could educate the kids all we want at UTRGV. By the way, I work part-time for them and I can't speak for them. But we can't, you know, we, if you can't find a job at the end of that diploma, you're going to lose that person. And the medical school has been a game changer. It's, it's historical. We got another chance to make history by having this kind of company come that's unique and provides the jobs that we're trying to train the kids for not this year, but for the 20 years to come. So I hope that you uh, consider that. I might say I was here when we closed, when railroad went in. Railroad didn't exist back then, if you knew it stopped at the top of the levee. And we had a, a golf course we turned into eight, we bought it from Red Hall and we convert, turned it into a 27-year-old golf course, 27-hole golf course. And when Ware Road came in, it kind of separated it, and we decided to reduce the golf course back to 18, and Ware Road went in. We talked about building a, a tunnel underneath the road, and that was, we said, no, we're not going to do that. So what do we do with it? We decided to do nothing because that's when we started developing our Me Mexican trade, when the trade zone started opening up, when all that happened, we thought, well, it's going to move here. It's going to move up north. And so that's why that was reserved. And we said we didn't do anything with it. Um, unfortunately, it looked pretty bad, you know, and we've never really improved it. And for that reason, we didn't know what we we're going to do with it. And the thing that changed is five or six years ago, IBWC said you could use that floodway because it has a flowage easement, that's what it's called. But you have to provide drainage that, that turns that flowage easement for a useful purpose and doesn't affect the drainage of the whole area. And so that's what the city's going through that process. But that didn't exist uh, 10 years ago or 20 years ago. So you really could do nothing with that land, not put any buildings on it or anything else. Well, they decided though someday that may happen. And so it was a decision of the commission at the time to leave it like it is. And then of course you, you said the history with the disc um, golf plane. So this is kind of, kind of gives me the goosebumps because I'm thinking of something and it happened 45, uh, probably 40 years ago, 35 years ago, that's now coming to, tr to truth. And, th and the opportunity for this is right now. And I hope that you take advantage of it. I understand people are upset. I'm the monarch mayor, by the way. I have a monarch uh, garden in my backyard. The city said, can we do that? And I said, yeah. And they put all the plants out, and the guy gave me a bill for 600 bucks. And I thought, oh, I'm, I guess I am the monarch mayor. <laughs> and I had to plant them myself. But I still have birds and bees in the backyard and still have my milkweed and all that. I support. I understand people about parks and nature, but I know you do too. And so with the new park coming to Kepler Park, coming on board and all the rest, you're meeting that need. So thank you. Appreciate thank it. You. Thank you so thank much. You. And then we have Ms. Talinda Alcantar. Good afternoon. I have a prepared statement. It's in collaboration with family, friends, and colleagues. Good afternoon, Mayor, City Commission. I stand before you as the citizen of former app developer developer and a present-day advocate for the future of our great city, asking that you please consider voting in favor of Zoho's technology campus, 
but specifically at the proposed location in South McAllen. Oftentimes, as decision makers, we're all faced with choosing either side. But the beauty of this decision today that you're tasked with is that both things can actually exist. We can pave the way for high-tech industry to call McAllen home while also paying high-tech jobs while preserving and respecting our green space. Both of those will be true through Zoho's commitment to tech and to the environment. But also as a trustee for South Texas College, I've been privy to the heart of Zoho's commitment to our region. On a recent panel for higher education, Tejas Garia from Zoho spoke about the company's attraction to our region in the first place. They noticed an uptick of applicants from the Valley that were willing to relocate to Austin to work at Zoho. It sparked their interest enough to begin exploring options alongside South Texas College. And since then, they've become international advocates for the greater McAllen area. They understand the great talent we have in our people. And today you have an opportunity to say yes to reducing the human capital export that is plaguing our region. You have an opportunity to say yes to the median salaries of $100,000 for our community. And saying yes also to the preservation of our land that they're committed to protecting. As our region comes together to eradicate poverty, it's opportunities that Zoho presents to us today that will get us many steps closer to that eradication. So it is imperative that you vote yes. And I understand there is plenty of other spaces that Zoho can call home in our region. But what is unique to this property in question today is the proximity to South Texas College's military and pecan campus, making it a unique corridor for the future and proximity to our human capital. So today, I'm not here to ask you for one thing. I'm actually here to ask you for three. To say yes to Zoho, yes to protecting our green space, but also say yes to my friends in the disc golf community. All can be achieved today. You can vote yes to Zoho while conserving the green space and promising to give our disc golf community a great place to play in another beautiful park in McAllen. Thank you. Thank you.